Aaron's Repair and Service Kauai specializes in automotive, gas, diesel, and heavy equipment repair from the family car to commercial fleet services island-wide. Call Aaron today to schedule an on-site estimate, 808-631-8758. I know you came for the talk. I hope you'll stay for the impact. This is Teak Talk. Let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of the Teak Talk podcast. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your day and a part of your life. This is episode number nine. And on today's episode, I don't have a guest with me today. It's just me. You got just the big guy. And to get things started, I want to go ahead and say once again, big mahalo to my friend, Sean Suyoka. You heard him on the last two episodes of the Teak Talk podcast, episode number seven and number eight. Go check those out if you haven't already. They're great episodes. Sean is a great guy. We got to sit down and talk with him. He's actually from the island of Oahu, and he is the athletic director for Damien Memorial High School. And we got to kick it with him for a couple of episodes. And again, you can check those out. Just go backward in the episode list, and you'll be able to find them. Great episodes. I want to thank Sean again for being a guest on Teak Talk. I've got more guests planned, and hopefully you'll be around for those episodes because they're going to be great. We've got a few more episodes planned for the month of October. In fact, we get an extra episode this month five episodes this month instead of four because we have an extra week right in this month on today's episode it is talking about national disability employment awareness month whether you know it or not october is national disability employment awareness month it's the month that acknowledges america's workers with disabilities and reminds employers of the importance of inclusive hiring practices that is throughout the country throughout the world really because people with disabilities are capable and able to work and create their own income and make money in a lot of different cases and support themselves and i think it's important that employers support those efforts for folks with disabilities i am included in that very demographic because I myself, as you know, was born with spina bifida. Now I am able-bodied, but I still have limitations. And of course, at 37 years old, it has become apparent that I have limitations and I've had to learn to accept those over the years and make any and all changes that need to uh, happen in order for me to be successful. And I want to point that out. You know, we are always encouraging each other and very supportive of each other in creating these lives that are limitless and are boundless and that, you know, dreams can happen and do happen. And I agree with that 110%. But I also am going to be on the realistic side that we do have limitations and I have to accept the ones that I have. I want to start by talking about my job history. Now, I've done this in a previous episode. And if you have listened to that, I want to let you know that I'm going to go over my work history again, likely in a little bit more detail this time. We're also going to talk about the importance of knowing yourself and your passions and all the things that you bring to the table as a potential employee to a company. And we will probably cap off on the idea of knowing your rights and having knowledge of the American with Disabilities Act and knowing your limits and working within them, but to best bring forth your assets and abilities to their highest potential to any employer that you happen to be going toward or looking toward for employment. So starting off with my job history, 
When I graduated high school in 2004, I did not go to school immediately. I went directly into the workforce. Now, I was fortunate enough to start working in high school. My first job was in the summer of 2001, if my memory serves me correct. I worked for a tour boat company that was based out of Port Allen Harbor, and I didn't travel with the boat much on their tours. That wasn't my job. My role at that time was on the maintenance crew. So when the boat came in and offloaded all its passengers for the evening, we would take care of whatever needed to be fixed and cleaned and set up for the next day. So in a lot of cases, my job was cleaning and scrubbing and making sure that things were reset for the next day. In a lot of cases, that meant I was working evenings and well late into the night on the dock and making sure that any kind of special maintenance had to get done, got done with my team. And I wasn't any kind of a lead or anything like that. I was just basically an extra set of hands and got assigned a job or a particular project for that night. And I made sure that it happened. I was also in charge of taking care of the vehicles, making sure that the vehicle, the company vehicles were washed and cleaned and maintained as well as they needed to be to operate properly on a daily basis for business. So that was primarily my job in that part of my life. Now, again, that was 2000, 2001-ish. And that was, I believe, my first job, real job on the table, I can say. Now, following that, I went to work for a cabinet company. And that cabinet company, I was mainly a extra set of hands in the shop. I did install work with the lead installer at different homes and different businesses that ordered custom cabinetry. And I maintained the shop basically and helped anywhere and everywhere I could within the shop uh, to anybody that needed any kind of assistance. So I did that for a summer as well. And then I remember when I graduated, that started my broadcast career in radio. So in 2004, I was fortunate enough to get an opportunity to work at a radio station, the number one radio station where I live. And it was also, or is also, the civil defense broadcast radio station in my area as well. I got to learn all about radio broadcast, learning how to become an on-air personality and learning how to make commercials and do recordings of clients and all kinds of production work. And it was really, really a great experience. And I think it really has set forth what you get today, not only in TikTok, but in other areas of production of my life. Now, after radio, which was probably around four years, I would say, of my life, I entered the hospitality industry and became a resort concierge for one of the leading resort properties, again, on the island here on Kauai. I did that for several years and then I moved over to the communications department within the same resort and I was a little bit more on the behind the scenes at that point where I didn't really work face to face with guests anymore. I did all more behind the scenes work in answering telephones and transferring phone calls and handling phone installs for groups and all that kind of stuff. So my work really the majority of it has been with 
my voice. And I can tell you, over 20 years, it's taken me to realize that my voice is one of the greatest assets that I have as a person with a disability. Not because my voice is anything great, but it is something that I have been paid to do that has allowed me to make some form of a living to try and keep a shirt on my back. And it has allowed me to use my best asset. Again, that it has taken me this long to figure it all out. As I say that, I kind of want to go over the fact that I did start my own company in 2013 because I have a very real passion for photography, for graphic design, for TV and video production. And therefore, I started a company called Inspire Industries Hawaii that basically focused on that. It focused on creating radio commercials or TV and video productions in any capacity, both for private entities as well as big business and corporations that I've been very successful in doing at different parts over the last, say, 10 or 15 years. And I'm very proud of the work that I've done. And it's something that has more or less given me the freedom to be able to use my creative side my brain for all of the creativity that it does have. So if you are someone with a special need or disability and you are a really creative person, as I imagine you are, or you can be any kind of a person, whatever it is, you have the ability to write your own ticket in the idea that it seems that everybody to some degree these days is an entrepreneur in their own right and Starting a business is really nothing too hard. You can do it if you really want to do it. So I encourage you to do whatever it is you enjoy to a much bigger and broader capacity so that you can create your own business and share it with the world. Whatever it happens to be, if it's communications, if it's drawing or something in the art world or in the music world, there are a lot of people with special needs that are incredibly talented people in different ways. And I encourage you to look into starting your own business, you know, because that's one thing that you can do that will be only dictated by yourself. It won't be dictated by anybody else. Where you can go in your capacity is not dictated by anyone else but you. And that's a really cool thing. So I think that's something to always take into account. As we flip the page, I want to talk about the importance of knowing yourself, knowing what your passion is, as you just heard me talk about, what your greatest assets are, and what skills you bring to the table. Because whether you talk about someone with special needs or not, it doesn't matter. Each of us bring some kind of gift, some kind of skill set to the table, to every table that we get to sit at. And they're important. And they're needed. And I promise you that there is space for you at every table. That can be interpreted a few different ways. And I want to be clear that whatever your skill set is, there is a need for it all over the place. I think sometimes it's more challenging to find where that is in different places. But I'm hoping you understand where I'm coming from and that you can 
use your best skills and best assets to find where you belong most. I think it's important to know and recognize what skills you have. And trying to figure those out as a young person, be it in high school, early college, whatever it happens to be, can be very challenging. I mean, I take myself as an example at 37 years old, knowing good and well that I've been doing all this work within media and vocally for many years, but not really recognizing it to the degree that I could sit back and say, okay, I I need to capitalize on this. I need to create something like this. Only as a 37-year-old did it really hit me like a ton of bricks. Hence, why you have the TikTok podcast. It works for me. It allows me to be creative and allow my creative brain to flow. It allows me to connect with people. And I think most importantly, it allows me to try and help people to the best of my ability in the realm of something that I know firsthand disability. And as I talk about all this, please don't take this the wrong way because I want you to know it all still continues to evolve as you learn and as you grow as a person and a human being. I can't begin to tell you how many different things I've had my hands in and how much money I've put into one thing or another or this thing and that, and it hasn't worked out. Kamoa Events LLC is Kauai's premier wedding and event hosting service. Kamoa Events specializes in delivering authentic, memorable experiences for their clients. Wedding officiant and MC extraordinaire Moi Alaiafune is one of the best in the industry. From officiating your dream Kauai wedding to MCing your reception, Moi will make your special day one to remember. Kamoa Events, call to book today at 808-753-2484. That's 808-753-2484. Did you know the abacus can teach children to calculate equations in their head quickly and accurately in just 10 minutes a day? But abacus lessons on average cost $160 a month. A West Kauai nonprofit called Nawe is building the abacus app so any child can have access to abacus lessons for $9.99 a month. To learn more or support the project, go to 336.org slash abacus. That's 336.org slash abacus. In this business class that I took called Strive that you've heard me talk about, there are three things that you have to do. And one of them is either you're going to play, continue to play the game, continue to do what it is you do, pivot to playing a different game and change it up a little bit. Or you're going to punt. You're going to kick it away and you're going to stop playing. And then you're going to sit on the sideline, figure out exactly what you need to do, and then come back again into the game and start a whole new game. That's basically one of the things that I learned in Strive Class. And I really can't think of a better analogy and a better way to think about it than that way. Because in starting this TikTok podcast, it really was about doing something that used one of my best skills was with talking. It was also about doing something that I was knowledgeable about and something that I had firsthand experience with. And thirdly, it was about creating something that I could connect with people on. And that's why TikTok became what it is. Granted, it's nothing successful 
just yet. I don't have the number one show <laughs> in the podcast world. I'm not Joe Rogan. But the people that I have connected with, the people that I have reconnected with, the people that I have allowed to help build this network is nothing short of incredible. And I encourage you to continue to work to find yourself, continue to know and learn about yourself, your passions, again, what you really love, what you want to do, and capitalize on that. I promise you, you can't go wrong. Turning the page once again, I think it's important that as we talk about October being National Disability Employment Awareness Month, I think it's important for you to know your rights as a person with a disability. Now, of course, that means taking a glance and knowing and understanding the American with Disabilities Act and how it can benefit you and your life and how you are the one that basically sets your own path. The things you do, the choices you make, all determine where you're headed, all determine where you're going to go and what you're going to do. And each and every time that you go and you apply for a job, knowing your rights is very important. I think it's important because if you know it, then no one can pull a fast one on you. No one can push you to the side, if you will, and feed you a line that will turn you off and saying, okay, thank you for your time and walking away when you know you weren't given a fair shot. Because that does happen. Things do happen. People don't always act and play in honesty and good faith. So you do have to be careful about that. And I'm not saying that that's because we are people with disabilities. I'm saying that's just something that happens. Because unfortunately, not everybody has your best interest in mind. And a lot of times it's going to take just you and you alone to take your best interest and keep it at the forefront of everything that you do. I do encourage you when you are trying to get into finding where you want to be in life, finding your best, your dream career might be the best way to put it. You do have to be diligent in acknowledging your challenges and your disability because for me as a person with spina bifida that is six feet 400 pounds wears leg braces on both legs i don't walk you know with a natural walking gait and i don't have you know different abilities that a healthy person does so i'm not gonna go out and apply to be a fireman paramedic policeman no matter what my family history is as first responders and how much I wish I could carry that torch and pass it on to the next generation that's coming behind me, like my nieces and nephews and so on and so forth, that's just not in the cards for me. And it may not be in the cards for you. And what I'm saying is that that's okay. It's okay that you have limitations because we all do. I think it's important to be diligent about knowing those limits and moving forward in the way that you look for different careers and apply for jobs. I think it's important that you are honest with yourself. 
so that you're not wasting time in trying to achieve a goal that really is not achievable. I think there's a reality that we have to accept as a person with a disability. Now, one of my more recent dreams that I had to let go of, and I know that there's going to be someone that's going to say, well, you don't really have to let go of it. You just need to go this way or that way or find this person and that person. And that very well could be right. But I also am being realistic in my decisions. And I think you will too, as you go through your career and your employment life. And that is, I wanted to get a CDL license to be able to drive quote unquote big rigs or these Peterbilt trucks or, you know, big uh, hauling trucks, dump trucks and so on. I went to my doctor, my PCP, my primary care physician, a number, a couple of years back and brought in the paperwork for a physical which was, I believe, the first step. And at that time, I had support of people who owned trucking companies to potentially teach me, give me a shot, and allow me to see if it is something that I could really do. But before I got started with any of that, I had to go to the doctor and make sure that everything was going to be okay and, you know, get the physical and all that kind of stuff. Well, Interestingly enough, when I walked in and, or when the doctor walked in and I had the paperwork in my hand, I handed the paperwork to me and he looked at me and he said, you're trying to get a CDL license? And I said, yeah, I figured it'd be something nice to have under my belt as a person who, you know, does work uh, with a disability. And he had to let me down in a way that wasn't going to crush me. But it also was going to be very realistic with me. And I thank my doctor for that because he looked at me and he said, you know, Teek, I've watched you grow your whole life. I've watched you do a lot of different things and I've watched you overcome a lot. I've watched you learn to live as close to a normal life as you possibly can, like the rest of us. And you have done a phenomenal job. He goes, this is the very first time I have to look at you and say, I can't do this. And I got to tell you, in that moment, I was dumbfounded. I was like, my jaw must have hit the floor. I looked at him and I was just like, huh, come again? And he said, I can't. He goes, I can't sign off on this. I, I can't allow this to happen. And I said, okay, well, what do you mean? He said, you've always driven, I know, and you don't have, but, you know, I think I have one accident on my record that was my fault where I rear-ended a person or I rear-ended another vehicle and caused that accident. But he said, look, you have a good driving record. You are a good driver. He goes, but I as a doctor that, held, that hold the responsibility of signing off on these papers, I can't actually do this because driving a truck, a day-to-day -day truck that is you know, a standard vehicle out on the road, no problem. He goes, but sticking you behind the wheel of a big rig or a tractor trailer is just not going to happen. Not from me, because that's a whole different deal. You get into an accident with one of those, it's never, ever pretty, and it never, ever ends with everybody walking away just okay. 
And it took me a minute or two to kind of sit there and wrap my head around it, but I did. I accepted the fact that I didn't have the option to try and make this happen. Now, I could sit here and blame the doctor. I could sit here and say, man, he wouldn't sign off. I could go see another doctor all the way till getting another doctor. But is that important? Is it really worth all of that? Would it change the outcome? Well, you never know until you try, but is it really worth the try? And that's something I had to gauge for myself. And I eventually just let it go. I said, okay, this is not for me. I have many other skill sets. I can continue to grow those skill sets and others, but this is one that I have to put down. And I understood where he was coming from. I understood what he was saying. And so I never got it. I, why I'm saying this is because I think this goes back to knowing your limitations and the things that you need to focus on and where your best skills and attributes are. While I can drive, is it the best thing for me? I surely enjoy it, that's for sure. But would I enjoy it in that capacity? I don't know. I encourage you to continue to explore your life. Continue to shoot for your dreams, whatever they happen to be. You don't know until you try, and I didn't know or wouldn't have known until I went to the doctor and got it handed to me right there. And on that note, I believe we should wrap things up right about now. I want to say thank you again for joining me on episode nine of the TikTok podcast as we talked about October being National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And I'm hoping that I can get another guest within this month, probably some employers. I'm hoping I can get the manager of my local Safeway and likely someone maybe even from our Department of Vocational Rehab. Maybe I can get them as well because they deal a lot with employ employment for their clients. And I have been one of them in the past, so I know what it is to experience their services. And I've got a lot of positive things to say about that. But we'll have to wait and see what the rest of the month holds. Of course, Halloween is coming up at the end of the month. I hope you're going to get to enjoy that. I look forward to it every year on my end. And until then, I hope you have a great week. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Monday. If this was your first episode here with me on TikTok, thank you so much for allowing me to, a chance to become a part of your life each and every Monday. And if you've coming back for this episode and you've been with me all along, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your life, a part of your Monday each and every week. And please, if you've got questions, comments, both good and bad, I want you to email me at inspireindustrieshawaii at gmail.com. That's inspireindustrieshawaii at gmail.com. Love your feedback. I want to say hi to my friend, Sean Rodebeck, over in the Midwest. I think St. Louis, Missouri, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Sean, I apologize if that is uh, incorrect. We'll have to fix that on the next episode. I want to shout out Friends from Youth Rally who have listened to the last two episodes with Sean as we talked about camps for kids with disabilities, as well as the Youth Rally specifically and how beneficial it has been to our lives. I want to say hi to everybody that's tuned in from Youth Rally. Thank you guys so much. I'm here because of you and all the love and support that you guys have given me over the last, I'd say, 20 years at least. All right, that's it for me. Make it a great Monday, and I'll see you next week for episode 10. Can you believe it? Episode 10 next week.
be sure to be here. It's going to be another great one. Until next time, take care, be well, and I'll talk to you soon. It's the TikTok Podcast. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the TikTok Podcast. The views and opinions shared in the episode by the host and any guest are solely theirs. TikTok is intended for informational purposes only and should never be used as legal, medical, or professional advice. We are not responsible for any losses, damages, or liabilities in any form that may arise from the use of this podcast. Having a baby is truly one of life's miracles. Documenting your journey and experience is an absolute must, and Tiny Love Kauai is a name you can trust. To book your session today, visit tinylovekauai.com. That's tinylovekauai.com.